Welcome to Quantum Leap, the podcast that explores how we achieve new heights in leadership, business, and our lives. David Wolf here, as always, with the Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostroviak. Terry, welcome back. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. Absolutely. So today we've got planned a discussion about, uh, we might call this presentation skills, public speaking, what it takes to communicate and engage with an audience. Right, Terry? Yes. I think this became very, very important to me when I was a kid. I was in school, actually. And my my Latin teacher pounced on me as he has had a habit of doing in, a, in the Latin class and said, okay, translate a piece that he had given us for homework. And I had done the homework. But as I stood up to do it, I know that I, I could feel that my face went red. I suddenly forgot how to breathe for a moment. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled and, and, and spluttered a little bit. And uh, he said, you haven't, you haven't done the homework. And I said, yes, I have. And uh, I just, I was completely blown away by, well, his method, his, his way of approaching it. It was like he was a little Napoleon in a way. That's how he did it. And he would pounce from one person to another person. And this is the way that it ran. And I didn't, I, I didn't function very well in that kind of environment. And I never forgot that, actually. So I, I had the feeling that it, whenever I would be in a group after that, um, you know, that memory sort of hit me that, you know, I was, I was going to have this freeze experience. Yeah. And, and, and we know that many, many people, on all levels of business and uh, outside of business as well, have these kinds of experience. They just wouldn't open their mouths because they had some bad experience and they didn't want to recreate the bad experience. So many years later, when I was about 21 years old or 22 years old, I, I went on a Dale Carnegie course and I had a similar kind of experience when the instructor asked me to tell the class something about myself. And um, it wasn't as bad as that, but I literally forgot how to breathe. And he stopped me after a moment and he said to me, Terry, just take a couple of deep breaths. And I did. And uh, he, he led me through it. And I sat down and after that, and I felt very good that I'd been able to sort of overcome that, that barrier for that moment. What happened was that from that moment on, I, I started to be in this special environment that they created in those classes, which was what they call an atmosphere of approval. And that gave me a chance to sort of test myself out, knowing that I wasn't going to make an idiot of myself. And slowly but surely, my confidence started to grow and I felt very good about it. And I suddenly realized how powerful talking in front of groups was. Eventually, I got to a point in my life where literally every single day I was in front of groups, every night, in fact, because I was eventually became an instructor for Dale Carnegie and uh, talked to groups of anything from 30 to 40 people at a time and eventually was doing presentations in front of thousands of people, one to 2,000 people at a time Mm -hmm. on big occasions in huge halls. And uh, it became very natural to me. In fact, it became as natural, if one can believe that, as natural as just having a conversation with one or two people. I felt very comfortable in that environment and still do today, resulting from that. So when we talk about quantum leaps, um, I believe that learning how to talk in front of groups is a vital experience because there's nothing like that heightened confidence 
that we get. I call it, I very often have called it um, a, a, an executive confidence as opposed to a general level of confidence. Hmm. So over the years, I was absolutely amazed to find how many people were petrified about the thought of being in front of a group of people and having to express an idea and having this tremendous fear that sort of pervaded them at that moment that came over them and they weren't able to say a word. And so in working with, uh, with people, which is what I did for years and years, hundreds if not thousands of people in different countries, um, I learned how to do this and, and was able to work with people. Now, this has just been a lead up to what happened in the last couple of weeks. I'm working with a colleague at the moment. Her name is Janet. And Janet had to do a big presentation to do with how do we do interviews in, our, in, in jobs. When we go in, what are some of the things we have to say? How do we, how do we uh, conduct ourselves? What questions should we ask? Things like that. Mm -hmm. She's a specialist in people interviewing for jobs and being interviewed for jobs. And she had to do a presentation to about 20 people just recently. And she asked me to help her polish up her, her presentation and make sure that she did a good job. And I worked with her through it. We had a couple of meetings and it worked out wonderfully. I'll just briefly just jump to the end. She was very successful in doing it. The person who actually asked her to come and do the presentation said to her that it was one of the finest presentations that he'd ever had in his group because he was doing this on a regular basis. Wow. And, of course, she was ecstatic about the experience. So what did I do differently? That's the key over here. The first thing that I did was, and these are some of the, the techniques or the skills or the, um, the insights that we need to have to be able to talk in front of a group. Dale Carnegie put it very succinctly. He called it the three E's of public speaking. Number one, he said, Earn the right to talk on that subject through study or through uh, experience to the extent that we feel very, very comfortable with whatever it is that we're going to be talking about that at that time, as opposed to writing out a presentation and just have and, and just having the words in front of us and think that we're going to get away with that. The, the, act, the, ans the answer is that we can't get away with just simply writing out a talk and thinking that we can present. You know, the, the presidents today and the top-level people have got their auto-prompters in front of them, and they seem to be able to read presentations, and they act their way through it. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about acting our way through it. We're talking about being so present in that moment that whatever we're saying becomes simply an enlarged conversation. So we earn the right to talk about it. Dale Carnegie talked about it and said, no, 90 times more than the about the material that we're about to present than what we actually will present at that moment. And we'll have a huge amount of confidence in our ability to be able to do that. So that was his first principle, the first one, earn the right to talk on that subject. The second principle on it is, has to do with um, be enthusiastic about the subject, which means simply we can't talk with any sense of power or force or any, any feeling of conviction or persuasiveness unless we feel excited about the subject that we're talking on. Mm -hmm. 
So there are many times we could talk on a subject, but if it doesn't enthuse us, the chances are it wouldn't enthuse the audience. So that's the test. We should say to ourselves, am I enthusiastic about giving this presentation? Is it something that I want to share with this particular audience at this moment? If we can't jack ourselves up and make ourselves really excited about it, the chances are that it's it's not going to work because it's the emotion that, that actually transmits itself to the audience, not just the logic of the, of the exercise. It's how we feel about what we're talking about that's going to make the difference over here. So that's vitally important uh, uh, subject as well, that we do ourselves feel eager and excited. And then the third E has to do with uh, our ability, I'm just thinking about this for a moment, our, our, our feeling about that particular audience at that time. If we go into a presentation and not feel comfortable with those particular people, it means that we probably will not connect with them very well. And so we literally have to talk about, uh, talk to ourselves about that subject and say, what is it about this audience that I appreciate? Why is it important for me to get this message across to them at this moment? How do I feel about them? But of course, many times our minds are flooded with all kinds of negative thoughts that are flowing through our, through our brains at that moment. Yes. And say to ourselves, I'm going to make an idiot of myself today. And we have those kinds of thoughts. The chances are we will make idiots of ourselves at that moment because we're not thinking about the audience's needs. So we have to be, I mean, it's a very demanding exercise, physically demanding to be totally in sync with the audience at that moment and not to be thinking about other things that might be distracting us. He gave an example, Dale Carnegie, in one of his books. He said, if, they, if you ever watch a cat stalking a mouse, mm -hmm. you'll notice that they are so focused on the end result and what they have to achieve. But the one thing they're not thinking about is, I wonder whether my tail's in the right position at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> whether it's drooping or a little bit to the left or the right. They wouldn't think about that. Right. And many public speaking uh, pe people who are involved in public speaking, public speakers, are afraid of what kind of impression they are making. What kind of image are they, are they putting across at that moment? And the moment we're thinking about ourselves, we die. Yes. But what we should be doing is thinking about that audience at that moment and, and be able to respond minutely to every little nuance that comes up. It might be a glance from somebody in the audience. It might be a smile from somebody. It might even be a grimace of some kind. It might be somebody laughing or groaning. We have to be so, we have to have such a heightened awareness and so in tune that those things actually uh, become just part of the conversation. So it's an intense, comprehensive, all-embracing kind of conversation we're having with the audience. So in order to be really very effective in that sphere, that's what we need to be doing in order to be successful. So let's talk about this in relation to quantum leap. What is the relationship between talking in front of groups and quantum leap? Well, this is how we actually uh, brand ourselves. 
that's the word I was looking for, as being somebody who has the right to be able to uh, give our opinion to people and talk about things that might be useful. This is how we connect with people on a, on a higher level. That's the idea behind it. So when we talk about creating a quantum leap, stepping outside of our own comfort zone and taking the trouble to learn how to do this well is vitally important. And those three E's, earning the right, being eager to share, being enthusiastic about the, the subject are the vital keys to public speaking, not how we look or whether we, whether, you know, our hands are in the right position at that moment or whether we're standing correctly or whether, as some organizations would say, do we have eye contact or eyeball, you know, are, are our eyeballs connected to their eyeballs, you know, and, and being concerned about those outer effects. It's not the outer effects that make the difference. It's our our attitude towards the situation and our total uh, immersion into the into the audience that's going to make the difference and having the right attitude towards it that makes the difference and to to enable to make that quantum leap those are the things that we need to do we need to, and we need to learn how to do that so when Janet did this presentation I was able to work her through that process she had done weeks of preparation for this uh, for this uh, talk that she was giving and she wanted to make an impact and uh, she followed the, the the guideline that I gave her which was to c connect with people on an emotional level which meant that she had to ask some questions she needed to create some sort of dialogue with the audience and get a response from them they weren't so interested in what she was saying. They were interested in how they would handle those situations. And she was able to sort of question them enough during her presentation in order to get them actively involved in the presentation. And that made the difference with the way that she connected. And as a result of that, at the end of the meeting, she said every single person that was in that audience, I think there were 20 of them, came up to her to congratulate her on a fine presentation. And as I said earlier, the person that uh, actually invited her to do the presentation said it was one of the finest presentations he'd ever had in that forum that she was talking in. Beautiful. And of course, he was ecstatic with that experience. Quantum leap. Yes, that really was a quantum leap for her. And, and an aha, to be sure. Uh, she found confidence she didn't even know was there, it sounds like. Uh, confidence in all of the things that you've discussed here that go along with uh, centering, focusing, engaging, creating dialogue, uh, true engagement in the moment. Yes, that was the idea behind it. Um, being, yes, because, because she had a tendency to think that if she prepared for hours, had written out the talk word for word, which is an absolute disaster for public yes. speaking. Because if we're written out everything and we just try to memorize it and, and, and regurgitate it for the audience, that's all we've got. But there's no connection with the audience per se. There's just material flowing out. And people could read that stuff. She could have just handed out the sheet of paper to them and said, okay, here's what I'm thinking and gone home. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, yes, th this comes up in um, my uh, world with uh, coaching radio uh, folks. Because uh, I, in fact, recently had a client who was a wonderful uh, client, and she uh, 
had a tendency to write everything out. Uh, and this is someone who was beginning to do television, and uh, she's, uh, she's fairly uh, knowledgeable on the subject matter. But I suggested to her, much like you did, without the depth of experience, uh, of course, or uh, foundation, but I intuitively knew as an audio producer that she was avoiding connecting with her audience and suggested that she do what we like to call freestyle. In other words, as you suggested, completely know 90% of what you're going to present, the internalize it so that it's just there for you. And now you can access the moment and the engagement with your audience in that moment. It strikes me as you talk about the power of public speaking, this absolutely directly translates into calling clients, engaging customers in a retail venue, uh, doing cold calling, if you want to call it that. Right, Terry? I mean, this really, this this thing that you've described that kind of is exaggerated in a public speaking environment because of the tension and the emotional uh, height of that, the, the performance level of it, uh, can absolutely be transferred into other places, can't it? Exactly that. Thanks for bringing that up, David. That's absolutely vitally important. It gives us that that additional executive confidence in many other aspects of our lives, and that makes the difference. And in order to make quantum leaps, that, that special kind of confidence, that higher level of confidence is an absolute prerequisite to be able to jump up to that particular point. That's how it works. Executive confidence yeah. from Terry. Well, yes. This is great, great, great um, stuff and very, very applicable. Uh, of course, you work with clients like Janet uh, all the time on developing executive confidence through the Quantum Leap process. Uh, and for those listening, again, it's uh, if you're new to the podcast, it's www.qlcat, as in Quantum Leap Catalyst, qlcat.com is where you can find Terry and the work he does with all of his clients all the time. He's worked internationally, and uh, sorry, I hope you don't mind me talking about you in the third person, Terry, but uh, it's important that our audience understands the depth of understanding you have about how to bring people into this higher level of performance. Uh, today's show, of course, about executive confidence. So uh, any closing words uh, from you, Terry? No, I, I, think, I think we've covered the subject beautifully today. Uh, thank you very much for allowing me to talk about the subject because it's, it actually is the area of my coaching career or my actually my career in general where I've spent the most time is in that specific area mm-hmm. of talking in front of groups and, and training people to be able to do that. Um, in itself, it's uh, it's a wonderful learning experience, but the the if the after effects and the outer effects of learning to talk in front of groups are huge, a huge impact that we make as a result of being able to do that. And so I can only tell people that if you want to make quantum leaps in your life, one of the things you could be doing is learning how to feel comfortable in front of groups of people. That makes a huge difference. Excellent. For those listening to Quantum Leap, we're glad you're with us. Uh, please, uh, you can listen to all of the episodes at Terry's website, qlcat.com, under the podcast link. You can also find them out on iTunes and also on Blog Talk Radio. We'll see you next week. Terry, thanks again. Thank you, David.